0: to praise God, praise God, dear brothers and dear sisters, so we're going to be starting our service, before we start our service, I'd like to read a place from scripture, I was looking over my notes um, from the previous times that I was like reading my Bible and just jot something down, not sure if I shared this before, but I, I was looking at this and started to think about it, to me it was kind of uh, something good to think about, Proverbs 14.4. So Proverbs 14.4 says, Where no oxen are, the manger is clean. Okay? Where no oxen are, the manger is clean. But much revenue comes by the strength of the ox. So where no oxen are, the manger is clean. But if you want revenue, you need to have some ox. All right. So if you... Um, they don't have it on the screen. That's fine. But if you think about this, it's a really like interesting verse. Basically it says, so if you want a clean manger, if you want a clean barn, farm, whatever, don't keep any oxen there. All right. Everything's going to look good. It's going to be perfect. You could do whatever you want with that barn. You could make it, you could shine it. You could put some, um, some, you know, uh, some hardwood floors. You could put some lights on, nothing's going to get broken, nothing's going to get messed up, everything's going to be, you can do whatever you want with that thing, but there's no oxen. And you know what no oxen means? means you're not going to get any revenue, meaning you won't make any money, you won't make any progress, you won't do anything, like financially speaking. But the same proverb says, if you want some kind of financial progress, if you want any kind of progress, if you want revenue, if you want something, what do you need? You don't need a clean manger. You need oxen. You need oxen. So, and this, this applies to finances, I believe. It applies to other areas of our life. But uh, I want uh, to, to think about this in a spiritual sense. Um, a lot of times people might uh, start, you know, doing something in ministry, and they might uh, uh, start making a mistake, maybe one mistake or two mistakes, you know, just mistakes, not like sins, just, you know, you could have done something in a more wise manner, right? I think all of us have been there who's, you know, in ministry. And you're like, wow, you know, you're just, you're hard on yourself or whatever. Um, the, the scripture calls us to, to yes, to s- seek perfection, strive for perfection, be like Christ, but understand that where there's work being done or work that needs to be done, um, where there's some kind of change, some kind of, you know, energy, if there's any kind of progress, there's going to be a dirty stable. There might be some things that we are, should be willing to, to say, like, there might be some kind of a problem or some that we don't, you know, deal with correctly. There might be some kind of thing that we don't say in a wise enough manner. But that's, that's okay, because if we come to God, if we ask for forgiveness if we ask God for more wisdom, God, I know, will give us his grace, will give us his wisdom. As we seek God, I would like us, that's for people in ministry, but to people who are, you know, we're going to be worshiping God right now. I would encourage us, encourage us to um, continue and strive uh, to seek God today as we get into worship. Okay. So maybe you had a, a day today where you're like, "Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to serve God. I'm going to set my mind today. I'm going to read a lot of Bible. I'm going to pray. Today's going to be a very very spiritual day." And and you tried, but you realized that you weren't perfect at it. You messed up somewhere along the line. Your thoughts went away or, you know, your browser screen I went into another browser and you started wasting your time or you, you didn't do everything that you started wanted to do during the day or you wanted to do during this week or maybe during this year. That's okay. That's okay. If you really want revenue, continue at it. Continue at it. S- continue setting your mind on, I need to have spiritual revenue. I need to make spiritual progress. even if Even if there's, even if I, you know... Don't do what I expected to do by the end of this, you know, month or whatever it is, because we are now in, you know, April, just finished March. But I want to be effective for the glory of Christ. I want for there to be revenue. I want to do something for God and continue working. Not just relax, say, you know, I'm just going to make sure that I'm not going to do anything more. I'm just going to do everything that I did before, and I hope everything's going to work out. Well, it might look better for you if you don't add on to your spiritual experiences, if you don't see God at a deeper level, if you don't spend more time in prayer or make better goals to get closer to God. But that doesn't mean that there will be revenue. Um, This is something that I'm still thinking about, and I uh, probably will be getting back into it for myself. But just something for us to think about. Let's not get discouraged. It's easy to get discouraged, especially in our spiritual walk. Say, well, that didn't work out. I guess I'm not going to, you know, go into tr- to youth services anymore. This didn't work out. I guess I'm not meant for this ministry anymore. This is, you know, something I got burnt on, so probably not for me. Like, no, 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 that's not how we should come up to, you know, ministry and to services. Let's continue seeking God and let's press in. It didn't work out. That's okay. That's okay. It doesn't work out for a lot of people. Let's continue pressing in. You didn't feel maybe included in a service or two, that's okay. Continue coming to these services. We're we're working on our part to make everyone feel included, but continue coming, continue pressing in, continue seeking the face of God, and God will bless you. Promise. That's the promise of the Bible. God will pour out his spirit. There will be revenue. Listen, there will be revenue if if you decide, I decide, not just to relax. Not to say, you know, I just want a, a clean stable. I want a clean farm. Just don't want to do anything extra. Just want to feel comfortable. You know, that just want to feel comfortable. But say, no, I want to press in. If the Lord wants me to do something, I'll do it. Are you guys tracking with me? Anyone, anyone not tracking? No, kind of not tracking? A little bit not tracking? Maybe, maybe later on, because I'm, maybe I shouldn't say thoughts that I'm still working on. But this is literally just something I've been thinking about to anyone who needs encouragement, I guess. So as we see God, together with the worship team, together as we're going to be listening to the sermons, let's have this mindset, a mindset of, of Christ, a mindset of continuing striving uh, to the perfection of Christ, to be more like Him, to, to, to look more like Him, and to continually change and be better and everything that we do to be better. Not to relax, not to just be where we are comfortable, but to be better. Better at whatever it is that God has called us to do, to seek his mercy, seek his grace. And I believe God will bless us and there will be revenue. There will be some kind of fruit. Let's stand and pray.
1: Uh, brothers and sisters we will have introduction to the new series to the new topic i don't know what you're expecting i don't know why you're here (laughs) you probably have a goal right you have a purpose you're not going to tell me exactly what what you expect from the youth service Uh, obviously if i give you a microphone you'll say that you want to have fellowship with god and with brothers and sisters amen okay three people would say that Uh, Maybe more. Uh, But jokes aside, I know that if we are honest with ourselves, we don't even know what to expect from the youth services. Because often it's just unexpected, right? You come to the youth services like, oh, it's a new topic or it's a new thing. But I hope, I just pray honestly. I'm just trying to be just a vessel in God's hands. I pray that you would put this in your heart to seek God, brothers and sisters. If you don't put that in your heart, no matter what you do in life, and you'll see that, if not in five years, then in ten; if not in ten, then in fifteen. But you'll see that everything is meaningless. Sueta sueti tamlenia даже если женитесь і замуж выйдете. Even when you have everything, even if you have money, if you have I know that you agree. I know that most of you you know what I'm talking about. Amen? You you've seen that. And the more we spend time with God in His Word, the more we see the difference. Holy, holy, holy. If you substitute that word for the word different and saying different, 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 it's not the, exactly the meaning of that word, but God is different. He is good. He is different. And what, whatever we see in this world, He is different. And I, and I really pray that God would open our eyes. Today, uh, Andre was um, reminding ourselves about oxen and... and um, Pretty much our effort, we need to put some effort into studying in anything. I think, uh, you know, even if you look at Daniel and his friends, there has to be a period, there has to be time where you, it's okay if you test God, okay? Not if you tempt Him, but if you test, say, Lord, I really want to come next five times to this youth service. They are going to study the book of John, First John. And I want to make this test. I I will do my best to read this um, letter. I'm going to ask questions, but would you open something for me so that I can grow, grow. We all want to grow, Right? we want to grow professionally we want to grow in our knowledge we want to grow hopefully we want to grow spiritually and just put this in your heart like daniel and his friends they said we will make this test and and i don't know what they were thinking who came up daniel came up with that idea that, that was crazy you you can you can do lots of stuff but he's like 10 days why 10 days i'm not sure why not 20 what not 30 30 is more safer right to test for 30 days it's like 10 days not one, not two, not three. Well, let's try for 10 days. So I tried to read this epistle, and I didn't read it honestly. I didn't read it every single day. But I tried to read for eight days, all five chapters every day. I'm telling you, God is so faithful. I'm not saying that I know more than any one of you know. But I'm saying that as soon as you touch the Word of God, it has power. And it, it's not just... Um, <sighs> Sometimes we compare it to the road map, right? We, we say, we'll read God's word and we'll know how to walk to our destiny, to the eternal life. But I believe that the scripture, it's, it's a road map, of course, spiritually speaking. But I believe that the word of God is also, I don't know, it has power in itself. As soon as you open it, right then, right now, God is already speaking to you. It's just like, I don't know, you're just like, immediately instantly you're plugged in. Всё, уже зарядка пошла, уже батарейка наполняется. You just you didn't do anything yet in your life. You didn't learn maybe some new facts because you've been studying about Abraham and Isaac and all that. But The scripture has that power. So I just want to encourage you. Study the word of God. Do something. Put some effort. Test God in a good sense of that word. Do something these days. God is faithful. Psalm 34. Before we dive in the uh, 1st John. Psalm 34. Psalm 34. Psalm 33. Such good promises. They... Looked to him, that's verse 5, and were radiant, and their faces will never be ashamed. Where, where, where can you find God? I mean, honestly, where else can you find God by, but in his word? Like, just be honest with yourself. You go outside, start seeking the Lord. The scripture says that he reveals himself in the nature and all that. But when we want to know God personally, and the topic of our studies is fellowship with God, there's no shortcut, there's no detour, there's no magical recipe, there's nothing if you don't open this Word, if you don't spend some time with God by reading His Word, you will not know Him. And we will study this, we will but i'm I'm just kind of running ahead of myself. We uh, tend to picture the book of John, the uh, Gospel of John and the first John, second, third, and we associate it with one l- one word, three four letters, right? What is that word? everybody no love, yeah, youth, come on, you should know what it's love. <laughs> All right so love. You'll be surprised, but yes, that's the key word. But the word that repeats very often, I'll tell you the numbers that I counted, is the word know. Apostle John writes, writes we know, we know. He repeats, we know. How do you know? Is it just falling from the sky? Is it coming from somewhere, from TV or from Netflix? No. You know him, you know his word by reading, by studying. And the scripture says, if you look to him through this word, through this mirror, you will be radiant, you will shine. God is light, we'll talk about this. You will be shining like him. And their faces will never be ashamed. A Previous uh, verse uh, 4 says, I sought the Lord. And he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. There's so much fear. Everybody has fears. Everyone has fears. You think that you're a as teenagers and young people, sometimes they, they, they just think they're not going to die and all that. But you still have fear. You have fear of, I don't know, public speaking. You might have fear of spiders. You have fear, good fears, bad fear. We have fear for sure if we don't have faith of God. And so that our faith would grow so that we will be strong, so that we will overcome. Faith is like a muscle. The more you exercise faith, the more your muscle grows. The more you can talk with God. The more you can receive. The more you can notice Him working in your life. The more confidence you have. And we will, uh, we will talk about this. Uh, the purpose of the book of John. First John is that we would have joy and that we would have confidence in eternal life. you want to be you rather be confident that you are heading the right direction and you have the right things in your life, the right priorities because you are going to be hit by temptations, by different kinds of things, news that come to you, and you will be like what what 's next today i 'm standing in the office in the school, and our former student comes and she says. My mom is in the hospital. Can you pray? I mean, all of a sudden, the life changes. Priorities change. You're like, who cares about my job? Who cares about even, you know, my future marriage, whatever? I'm sick. Or I have cancer or whatever. And the scripture says, if you seek the Lord, if you seek his name, he will deliver you from all fears. Not from all problems, but from the fears. If you don't have fear, I remember the first time I experienced when I absolutely lost any fear before death. <laughs> if you kill, well, don't kill me, but if you tell me that that you're going to die tonight, yes, I don't want that, but I'm 100% confident Jesus loves me. I have no fear of death. I'm going to just transition to a different dimension. And I wouldn't say that, confidently even a couple years ago but when God reveals through his word that was revealed to me actually in a dream on Sunday morning I, I saw a dream I'm not going to share the dream it's very private but you know after that I just lost any fear of death not of pain not of you know painful circumstances but of death because death is conquered Jesus conquered the death and he's the victor I'm with him I hope you're on my side because I'm with God too, on God's side. Uh, last verse before we move on from this uh, psalm, 34.3. Just one more, more God's word so that your faith can grow. <laughs> verse 3: Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let, ex- let us exalt his name together. <clears throat> magnify the Lord with me. The Lord is beautiful the Lord is mighty. He's doing miracles. I just recently <clears throat> heard a testimony. It's a long testimony, but it's basically of a lady whose marriage was restored after seven years of being... She was not divorced. She lives in Ukraine. She has a, a, actually a big women's ministry right now. But at that time, she was not even a believer. She was an orthodox sort of nominal believer, uh, pravoslavnaya in ukraine and she's like all of a sudden she starts asking questions very important when you read god's word ask questions you know why god does not talk with you if you think he doesn't talk because you don't ask questions you're like reading the word oh i don't understand and skip it move it move it ask questions and you'll be like and how do i get answers god is faithful maybe not right away but he is going to talk to you he's going to speak to you and so she's this lady she's just living her life and and her husband left her and she has kids and she's like an older lady and her kids already got married and then all of a sudden she hears this sort of not a voice because often God speaks through the thoughts okay thoughts come from God and he speaks to us and devil also uses thoughts to speak to our hearts uh, and we think that that's our thought. So that's a lie. We need to understand that we are spiritual beings. And so she has this thought, um, I want to restore your marriage. It's in Ukraine. Я хочу восстановить And she's like, no. And then this thought is, just goes on and on and on. And she's engaged to a different man, different guy, non-believers, and they are about to get married. And so she's like, she goes to this priest, uh, Orthodox priest, and, and she talks to him. And that, that guy, that priest, was actually, you know, I believe he was man of God. And he told, told her, hey, you know what? I'm not going to tell you what to do. You read the word. Okay? Again, read the word. But imagine yourself 20 years later. You know, you live with this new guy that you want to marry, and then your kids come to you. Do you think they will call him dad? Do you think you will have this marriage life that you're dreaming about? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So she left and she's walking in the street and she sees this couple, uh, an older guy and, and lady like 84 and 70-something. She gave them uh, you know, ages, I, I don't remember. But the older couple and she's like, she's looking at them and they are just talking together. She's like, I wanted that. So she comes back home and she starts reading the scripture and the scripture says, Whatever God united, let no man shall separate. And she's like thinking about that and she starts praying. And her husband left her for seven years. He was in Russia. And then all of a sudden he contacts her and he says, I'm coming back. And she's like deep in her heart. She's like, I have no feelings. I don't like him. But God is speaking. I I, I and, and she starts talking and asking questions, God. And so, basically, to make the long story short, this guy comes back. Her, um, you know, first husband, her only husband, and, and he lives uh, the next door to her. And um, for a while, because he brought documents so that he can actually file for divorce and finish this and just separate. And so he comes to her and she just looks at him and she's like, I can't tell him what God told me, but they are talking about life. And then he's like, oh, I forgot to close the door uh, to, the, to the house. And so he goes back and he looks and somebody just, you know, they were talking for for a while and somebody just uh, got in and, and took all his documents, everything what he brought, you know, to file for divorce. And so he comes back and they're like talking and uh, and she's like, finally, she's like, I don't know what are you gonna think about this. I don't know how that feels, but I, I, I thought that maybe we can get together and live together again as husband and wife. And he's like, turns to her and says, "I I thought the same thing, but I was afraid to tell you that." Anyway, after seven years, they get back together. You know, they were not divorced in the first place but it was all going that way now they're in the ministry you can google them up i'll, I'll give you a, you know this is this is so beautiful god is working he's doing something and i know i have to do the overview of first john but i'm so excited that god is so simple he is i mean down to earth god who is with us emmanuel god is with us but you have to be dedicated you have to make a step at least start with something and and he will not um uh, he will not let you be ashamed so to do an overview first john i'm not going to read all five chapters if you look at the bulletins that we have today and i had that uh, let me actually take a quick look at the back of the bulletin so today it's an introduction and then we'll have a couple topics talking about or or learning about God as light as love and as life let me give you something so um, some overview so 1st John is is a is an interesting book because it's an epistle it's a letter it's not like a story it's very easy to do an overview of matthew or mark or luke or acts because you you just follow chronology right you start with something and and you just follow it first john is like is a collection of all possible gems and and precious stones and revelations about god it's like a a human body if you tell me to do an overview in 40 or, or minutes or so of the human body I'll just probably tell you, okay, you have a head, we have hands, we can walk on. But that's like like really superficial because if you dissect human body, you can talk about circulatory system, you can talk about skeletal system, you can talk about on and on and on. And in, in all of these dissections, they will be different, different uh, uh revelation about human bodies. so same thing about first john if i talk about certain things it doesn't mean that you know whoever's continue teaching and whatever you read is different or or there's a different uh, main thought i'll just give you one one viewpoint so to speak so anyway apostle of john uh, apostle john john was uh, uh he was jesus cousin so Jesus had brothers and sisters. He also had cousins. So this, the author of the first John, he was Jesus' cousin. We read in the scripture, I don't have time to read all the scriptures, but if you do Bible study, that he was son of Zebedee, and he, was, he had a nickname. Before he met Jesus, he, was, he had a nickname, the son of thunder. So this was a rough the rough person, you know, you, you wouldn't have, a, you know, uh, a, a nickname if you're just, you know, soft and mellow. He was the th- son of thunder. But when he met Jesus and became his disciple, the scripture calls him the disciple whom Jesus loved. <speaking in Hebrew> and, uh, of course, we just, uh, you know, mentioned that he was um, writing a lot about love he was talking and he was um, experiencing God's love it's 95 95th year approximately after the birth of Jesus so we see that it's towards the end of this older guy he's writing from Ephesus that tells you anything uh, Ephesus was an interesting city. And, and he writes and he tackles all kinds of subjects. What's interesting, I've been talking about transgender and, and all kinds of gender identity problems and issues in the water baptism class. And I found in this uh, uh, letter, in his first letter, passages that actually speak right against you know transgender uh, agenda and propaganda and um, it's interesting you know that similar problems were at that time and similar problems are in in our times and um, the first kind of thought or the first um, kind of overview I want to give you is just three definitions three definitions and honestly I can't imagine how you can just look at me and not take any notes Uh, I'll show you how, how my notebook looks like and you don't have to copy it you're not in the school necessarily but you're actually it's even worse it's God's school so you're a disciple student so you have to take notes so pull out your I don't know iphones and take notes or whatever or at least use this part and and write something yes thank you thank you somebody's showing me reminding me yes you can write all over taking notes at least something that you can chew on god's word like i told you this is something where you ask questions god speaks to you you speak to him and um so a few things definitions who god father is who god's son is and who god holy spirit is for some of you is a review but for for those of you who hear this first time i think this is really 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 awesome if we look at this uh, letter in chapter one verse five this is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that read with me god it's not on the screen I walk by faith. Okay, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. If you have your Bibles, you can also follow. This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light. Okay? Let's start with that because it's easy to jump to God is love, but God is light. That's important. The scripture says in 1 Timothy chapter 6 that God lives in unapproachable light. Nobody can approach him. That's so cool because devil cannot be in God's presence. So if I'm in God's presence, there's no devil. I have no fears because I'm in his presence. God is light. First definition, this is so important. God is light. That's what it emphasized here in this uh, epistle. And, of course, you can add that God is love. God is love. Chapter four, verse sixteen: We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love. It's, it's actually really, really interesting how Bible sometimes does not give direct definitions like who God is, like God equals something. It's kind of dangerous, you know, to say that God is equals to. But here in the scriptures we see direct definitions, and it says God is. Light, God is love. Why is this important? We'll touch on this later, but let's move to who Jesus is or portrayed in this um, in this uh, uh, letter. And um, Jesus, chapter 1, verse 2. And the life was manifested, and we have seen and testified and proclaimed to you the eternal. Life, the eternal life. Say with me, eternal life. Jesus is portrayed as eternal life. God, Father, as light and love. Jesus, eternal life. We need God so much. We need love. We need light. We need life. Jesus is the life. We look at chapter 5 of the same, same letter. Chapter 5, verse 20. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is who? Jesus Christ, the true God. And who? Eternal life. Jesus is eternal life. He's portrayed that way. He is um, not just depicted or portrayed, but His character, His um, uh, be, uh, right? His character, right, is, is given to us as life. That's important. Let me uh, tell you who the Holy Spirit is and then we will summarize. The Holy Spirit is the truth. Look with me, chapter 5, verse 6. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not with the water only, but with the water and with the blood. It is the Spirit who testifies. Because the Spirit is the truth so spirit is the truth and very often we looked at definitions we were like do you know the truth and we might say yeah I know what is right what is wrong and if we read good books Christian books and we see okay this is such a big revelation guys stop there because if you think you know truth but you don't have relationships with the Holy Spirit you don't know anything about God god is not the rules god is not something just a piece of information he is live and he has relationships and so the holy spirit first of all is the truth if you don't have the holy spirit let me stop here one of the most frequent questions young people asked in the church do i have the holy spirit in the pentecostal churches number one question that is sort of controversial should not be do I have the Holy Spirit how can you have the Holy Spirit how can you have that raise your hand if you think you have the Holy Spirit okay and if you didn't raise your hand that's fine because you might have you know questions on what do i mean by that i'll be pretty clear i believe that you can have the holy spirit without speaking in the tongues i truly believe that the scripture teaches us that you should have the holy spirit living in your heart which is your mind your thoughts your your spiritual man in order to be saved you also have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the sign of speaking in the tongues but that's not what you're saved through you're saved through God's word and Holy Spirit working in your life the main idea of our Bible study is being born again fellowship with God, being born again, this birth again, this different identity. Everybody in this world is crazy about identity. Gender identity, sexual identity, my identity in life, my identity, stealing identity. <laughs> we have new identity. Like really, new identity that is unapproachable to any non-spiritual person. Through the contact with the holy spirit and if you don't know the holy spirit you don't know the truth you're dead spiritually if you're dead spiritually you don't have jesus because he's eternal life you don't have life if you're dead dead people are in darkness you don't fellowship and you don't walk with the god because he is light you see how it's all connected So the first step in order to actually talk about fellowship with God, because we can all sing songs. We can all sing, holy, holy, holy. That doesn't mean anything if you don't really know how to come to God. And if you don't know, this is a review, but I'll tell you how. It all works with faith. First of all, you have to believe, truly believe that you're a loser. (laughs) I know that I sound like not not a good preacher. But you have to start with that. So many people, so proud. I can live without God. I talk with with brothers, sisters, I I see that with the students, I see that all over in media everywhere. I can do this, I can serve God, I can do good deeds, I can do this. But I'm pretty actually a good person. I, I at least I have a fraction of good stuff. You don't have anything good without God. You're a loser. You will fail in your life. All your good stuff, all the, whatever you look like, whatever you might think about yourself and imagine yourself like, I can try better. No, I'm actually better than others. If you don't recognize, if you don't humble yourself and you will tell, I'm nothing, I need Jesus, you will not have fellowship with God. But if you have at least a small seed of faith, and you believe and you say, God, I don't know how this works. I tried with my mind. I tried with science. I read this book. I heard this preacher. I don't know. I forget about this stuff. Can you help me, please? Me, me, I, I'm talking with you. Lord, I know that they were talking about something. It doesn't work with me in my life. I opened this Bible. It's dry for me. But I want to try. I want to try. And first, the Bible is really clear. You can. People were illiterate for centuries. For millenniums, and they, they knew just basic things. You have to believe in who, You have to believe that there's Jesus, He's God. He died for you. We're gonna celebrate His resurrection. Very simple truth, but you have to believe it. Live it out accept it and and just just walk with that as number one because it's really hard to apply scripture when you read about abraham isaac jacob and then you deal with problems like netflix snapchat uh, in in Fortnite, and all that stuff it's like how do you apply that stuff in in here it has to be very 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 natural and organic first of all you believe that god is my savior he loves me i'm loser i need him lord forgive me and with that i go everywhere on the snapchat everything the lord is my lord i'm his slave i was bought with his blood very simple things but believe in them if you don't believe them you can't really practice anything in your life you don't know how to apply it you don't know what that birth from above how to be born again but it's very simple at the same time it's so complicated for people because they're trying to understand with with their own mind with their own effort did you learn anything can you share with somebody who sits maybe next to you did you learn anything 10 seconds just tell them what did you learn if anything you're being so quiet anybody would like to share okay okay I don't know I was kind of thinking in my heart maybe I'm using harsh words or something and I, and I apologize for maybe using harsh words no 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 I love, I love you, I love you, it's easy for me to say that, so (laughs) if you want to find synonyms for the harsh words, find them, I I know that God gave us the power and um, love and the sound mind and I, I just so wish that God would remove any fear that you have fear of failing, fear of reading the word of God and not understanding because he gave you the spirit, This again this starts with the Holy Spirit, you know so simple but so profound you pray God I want to submit on my life, that's why I said you know you have to be a loser or you have to be humble or you have I don't know find the words, we are sinners we are sinners, we are with sinful nature and if we submit ourselves god gives us the spirit of power and love and sound mind you know what you can do with sound mind when you have your thoughts straight it's not just you had a good sleep and now you you have sound mind you like really have you know the the orientation okay some people have wrong orientation but you know the right direction you know like what's right what's wrong you have the purpose in your life Because how can you make choices? You have to make a lot of choices, where to serve, who to marry, um, and and so on and so forth. If you don't have sound mind, you'll make mistakes. And so the best thing is to pray, God, give me peace in my heart, remove that fear, I want to trust in you, and, and give me sound mind so that I can make right decisions. Now, born again, at least let's ask this question. Yesterday we asked this question in the water baptism class. Who is the born again person? Think about it. Who is the born again person? How can I tell the difference between born again and not born again person? How can I tell the difference if it's born again or not born again person? Рожденный свыше. Все Да? I'm talking about peace, peace. And then one of the teachers says, and, and this girl who doesn't understand English, she says, peace, it's pieces. And I'm like, I'm preaching this, and they're just not getting it. It's not pieces. Inner peace, after all. Born again. How can we tell the difference between born and again? And actually, the, the letter First John tells us, it, it, it implies that people have doubts. And that's normal, by the way, if we have doubts, if we are indifferent, if we're like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, I'm right. If we have doubts, it's not normal if we believe the lies of the devil and live that way. But if we have doubts, am I born again or not? That's good, because you know what's next? You will be starting, you will check the results of your actions, what you do. The only way you can tell, like outside, by observing people, by actions. That's why Jesus said, by their deeds. You can't even figure out who's false prophet or true prophet. Okay, they look the same. They speak the same. They weigh with their hands the same. But then, you know, next day you look at their actions, and those are different. Because you cannot, you cannot uh, lie to yourself. I mean, you can be deceived, but you, you will live the life that you choose. And so the scripture says that if you are born again, you will be different. That's, that's what I said at the beginning. God is different. He's holy. He says, be holy because I'm holy in all respects. We come to the message and say, Hey, all transgender people, same-sex people, you have to be heterosexual. God didn't say that. He didn't say be heterosexual because I'm heterosexual. He said, be holy because I'm holy. We're putting our emphasis on wrong stuff. I'm, I'm kind of recapping what I was teaching in the water baptism class. But the point is that being different from the world, that's a good sign that there was a birth from above, that the Holy Spirit lives. If you be honest with you if you have no difference if you are not different from any of your friends from neighbors and so on there's something wrong with you sad news but there's something wrong if you can't tell the difference between one year ago and right now in your life and you're honest with yourself there's something wrong with you you might be born again but you do not grow And remember the scripture says, and I know you will be reading all these passages, but 1 John chapter 2 says, I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins have been forgiven you for his name's sake. Hallelujah, that's good. Your sins have been forgiven, little children, spiritually. But then next what? Young men, they overcome devil. If you don't see victories in your life, if there's no pattern, okay, I was sinning twice this week, and now I'm sinning only once, once a month. If you don't, if you, if your life is like big, 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 same problems, same problems, same problems, and you are not looking for an answer, you don't grow. There's something wrong. You have to be looking for the answers. We have new identity in Christ. The Scripture says here in different chapters. I'm just kind of like I, I can't even start this <laughs> because this is this is like several days of teaching but chapter 3 verse uh, uh, 1 see how great a love the father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of god and such we are and number two beloved now we are children of god and it has not appeared as yet what we will be but he says hey uh, know this remember love the word love is i counted that's my count maybe i'm wrong um, that word is 41 times in this letter. 41 times. The word know is second place 36 times. So he says, you cannot just live with the notion that God is love. God is love, just, just general. You have to know something. And he says, we know we are children of God. Do you know that you're a child of God? You know what I'm saying? Do you know? Or do you kind of doubt? Maybe, maybe not. What else do you know? He says, he says a lot of stuff. we open chapters and just look through the word. look at chapter five, verse, um, verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, verse 16, if anyone sees his brother committing, blah blah blah, and we know, verse 18, we know that no one who is born of God sins." verse 19. we know that we are of God." Verse 20. And we know. did you notice how many times he says, "We know? You have to know it. You have to read the Bible. You have to know it. It's not just like, I know automatically. You don't know it if you don't study it. But if you know, that's when you have confidence. That's when you have confidence in your salvation. That's when you have confidence in being born again. But we're not just asking questions about ourselves. We're asking questions about other people. What if he says that he's been born again? What if he was baptized in the water three years ago? What if he thinks like maybe he looks like he likes me if I'm a girl or lady? And, and I look at, at, at his life and I understand that I want to have a Christian husband. I want to have a good family. I want to have a husband who is born again. But how do I tell if he's truly born again? And the scripture says, uh, it's pretty clear. Verse 4, I mean, the chapter 4. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see. What kind of spirits? Are we just walking around and just looking? Oh, let's test the spirits. Where's the spirits? (laughs) No. We'll look at people because we are spiritual beings and somebody lives in us. If it's not the Holy Spirit, it would rather be a Holy Spirit. But if it's not the Holy Spirit, we are slaves to other spirits to devil it says test the spirits to see whether they are from god because many false prophets have gone out into the world by this you know the spirit of god every spirit that confesses that jesus christ number one Uh, ask the question yourself is your boyfriend girlfriend if I don't believe there the words, but if he or she, do they actually ever mention the word Jesus Christ? Or is it a taboo for them? And you mention it briefly like Jesus Christ, uh, Easter, or hopefully you're not saying Jesus as an exclamation. D- Test that, you know, what they are talking about. You will see them by their fruits, by their deeds. And uh, it's interesting also that this verse number 2, four, two says that he came in the flesh... Uh, he came in the flesh he had a body okay jesus accepted his identity his body it's actually a transgender topic but the scripture teaches you know very basic stuff you have to believe certain things period but this is good stuff and every spirit that does not confess jesus is not from god and then uh next one uh verse four you are from god little children and have overcome them. Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Listen carefully. 5. They are from the world. Therefore they speak as from the world. What do they speak about? What do these people speak about? They say that they are born again. Now they speak about, maybe not about sins, but what do they speak about? This actually, um, a lot, I counted how many times it says, I'm not going to give you these statistics, but even if you go back to chapter 1, uh, it says, if we say something, if we say we have fellowship with God, but we don't walk in the light. If we say that we are not sinful. So a lot of times we say something, people say something, they speak a lot of different things whether it's us or them but watch what they speak about and the scripture says here in chapter 4 verse 5 they speak us from the world and the world listens to them we are from God he who knows God listens to us he who is not from God does not listen to us we start conversation with them we tell them let's go to the prayer and they're just like ignoring because they are not born again or maybe they are born again but they are not growing so i know that i have to say amen brothers and sisters just kind of summarizing this up we can't don't don't have time to go through all this this is good stuff i know that dennis and uh and mark and whoever else is going to teach on this they will touch on different things nature of god god is love god is light everything what i'm concerned about whether you personally will make a decision to have this fellowship with God. We can talk about this a lot. We can dream about it. But would you please, would you please pray with me? I'm going to pray with you and I'll pray for you, for every single one of you that your study of the Bible, of God's Word would be like tasting the Lord, like eating food. Some 34 that i was reading i didn't have time to read the whole thing it says oh taste the lord you have to actually make this effort and like i said start chewing on it and asking questions questions to god before god saying god why doesn't it work my life give me give me some joy lord because this is written he says i write this to you so that your joy may be complete chapter 1 verse 4 so god wants you to have joy just god wants you to have confidence in your salvation god doesn't want you to have fear god wants to give you spirit of power love and sound mind but you need to do at least a little bit just just at least small step with just at least a little bit of movement with the faith muscles like yes i'm going to reach out and i'm going to chew on it i'm going to read it i'm going to memorize at least one verse and i'm going to become better i'm becoming closer with the lord If you want to pray that prayer, let's all stand uh, on our knees, actually. Let's bow before the Lord.